all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Follow us on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. And you're pretty good. Yeah. On that, considering I just woke up. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I just got off work. I know. Another one of those, uh, mm-hmm. another one of those nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a uh, monster, uh, well, uh, a Java monster, a monster coffee, oh, the yeah. coffee plus energy. Say loca mocha. Mm-hmm. These are my favorite uh, energy, energy drinks. drinks, I think. Does yeah. it taste like chocolate? Uh, a little bit. Coffee chocolate? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I am drinking a sparkling ice. And kind of one of my new favorite flavors, grape raspberry. Grape raspberry. Can yeah. I try that? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I like it. It tastes like a, uh, you know what it tastes like? Mm. It tastes like the freezer pops. Oh, the yeah. The grape ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. You're right. Those always come in handy in the summertime down here. We always get a, a thing of them. I almost got them the last time I was at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't needed them this week, but we, we will very soon. That's true. That's true. Um, I feel like if we fail to mention the submersible oh. story, <laughs> we would be derelict in our duties as disaster podcasters. Well, it certainly dates this episode now, doesn't it? <laughs> well, since we don't we put date the, ourselves since we don't, since, Well, since we don't put the actual dates on them when they come out. Yeah, not but, in, uh, like, the descriptions or anything. No, mm. but, uh, uh I, the, the person I do feel sorry for is the 19-year-old kid, because apparently yeah. he, because apparently he only went to appease his dad. I did see that. Now, I feel like that's a fact, first of all, that might be 100% true, mm. but also might be one of those things that, in retrospect, like... Turned out to be mildly apocryphal. Yeah, Regardless, right. we, we don't know because we're super close to this disaster versus like weeks or months away from it when more information comes out. But well, I, th- I think we have most of the information we need. Well, I mean, Is we that... know what happened to them, right? <laughs> well, right, and that the... they shouldn't have done it in the first place. Um, it's it's amazing how I don't know. It feels like it's a a story that went around real quick and was kind of the main topic of conversation for several days well it's been a while since there's been a singular story like that yeah and part of that is because the whole thing was supposed to they were supposed to go up or go up go down to the bottom of the ocean and come back up and that was only supposed to take like nine to ten hours so i guess i I have not looked into this story at all i will completely admit now uh you couldn't fucking pay me 250 grand to get no. that fucking thing much less no. me having to pay for it no there is no way i yeah. take i take a couple things out i've seen um i've seen a lot of funny tweets mean tweets this and that i've seen some uh tweets that make a lot of sense that you know say like 
you know, for all the people who are getting shamed about making fun of billionaires dying in the, you know, uh, billionaires don't care about us, so why should we care about them? Yeah. My whole thing that I take away from this, and this mm-hmm. is what I thought of almost instantly when I learned of what was going on with this. Mm-hmm. This billionaire was so little concerned for his own safety, how the fuck do you think he's going to feel about ours? Right. I mean, really. That's mm-hmm. that's that, that's my takeaway. Yeah. And like, I... like yeah, it's you have to take risks sometimes. Like, you mm-hmm. get out of bed, you get out of car... That's true, but getting out of bed and getting into a car isn't going to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Which is, we know more about outer space than we do about the fucking bottom of the ocean. Uh We do. And what we do know about the bottom of the ocean is that it's fucking extremely dangerous. Well, and beyond that, there's like, people actually have gone to the Titanic Mm -hmm. in a submersible. (laughs) Hello, James James Cameron. Cameron. (laughs) I mean, I've already watched a couple of his interviews. And And he has even been like, are these people, were these people absolutely off their rocker? Because this, I wouldn't do that. Yes, because, well, he was talking about... (laughs) Because of how he did it. Well, he he was talking about how he designed Mm -hmm. his own submersible, because that's just who fucking James Cameron is, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was talking about, it took him three years just to design it. Mm Mm-hmm. He was like the building process. Once it was designed, he was like that mm-hmm. was all. He was like, but just to design it to be mm-hmm. the safest possible thing took three years. And they didn't use a PlayStation controller. They did not. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's. I mean, it's 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 so comical mm-hmm. in its simplicity. I guess is it is yeah. it's is it it's like extremely on top of that that there was one window in the whole thing. Mm. So if even if they get down there. Like the the s- bottom of the ocean floor is pitch fucking yeah. black. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are like lights on the outside of it, but mm-hmm. really, what were you going to see? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were monitors that it's like, dude, if you're gonna look at the Titanic through a fucking monitor, just rent the fucking movie. Exactly. Or, or mm-hmm. look up the what whatever of the five thousand documentaries there are on National Ge- Geographic. Right. Like. No. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like no, like I'm not going to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. For any reason. Like, I, I saw um, somebody on TikTok, because of course everybody's talking about it, and TikTok and Twitter are basically the only mm-hmm. news media I consume, That um, which is unfortunate. But still, uh, they were like, you know, something that this story has kind of hopefully shown people is that billionaires aren't somehow smarter than the rest no. of us. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's they deserve to, to get the money that they do because they're... Like somehow superior beings. It's not like they're, they're not. not smart in certain areas. Everybody is smart in their own area. Some people are in certain areas, but, but it's but not let's, a let's face requirement it. of being a billionaire. Very much <laughs> correct. And let's face it, like, because um, Mark Cuban got on this bandwagon as well of you know, like not criticizing these people. For a it's hot like, second, I thought you meant that he was on this. No, <laughs> no, he was not. We would definitely know more about it if he was. We would. We sure would. Um, but even he, like. Like, he designed some website and got paid, like, a shit ton of money for a website that didn't do anything mm-hmm. back in the 90s when people got paid tens of millions or hundreds for websites mm-hmm. that literally did nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's been successful since then, but, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the whole thing comes down to, um, you know, what is your worth and how did you work? Like, most, yeah. the vast majority of people, not just Americans, the vast majority of these people, people in the world work hard as adults. You, you do, I do. Well, we all work, basically. Yes. Like, even, uh, you know, whether it's in the home, out of the home, yeah. uh, in, 
like hustling is working yeah. you know but <laughs> so I, but it's like yeah it's like with certain things like yeah if you get into a certain field you can make millions but if you're in another field it's just yep. not going to happen does that mean you're somehow better well and that's, you know, that's it's, the problem and, you know and, it's and i i'm so happy that uh it just so happens that our topic for tonight <laughs> is billionaires very pertinent to uh well let's just say capitalism as a whole yeah, but I mean the whole the whole thing is a giant lesson in hubris. Like mm. it like it really is. You're not invincible just because you got money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just because you got money and a PlayStation controller. Because money's not going to help you no, at the bottom of the ocean it's, when the pressure of all the water on you well, and implodes I, the other your thing. vehicle. This is a lot of people have been sharing the um yeah. Uh, what was that show on, uh, the people, they just blew up shit all the time. Um. Not Mythbusters. Yes, Oh, really? Show. Okay. They did one, like, ten years ago on oh what happens to a human body when it implodes. So, so that's so it's making just the totally rounds. out there. Well, they, they. <laughs> like, people know exactly what They designed about. a human body out of, uh, leftover pig parts. So that was from Mythbusters. But yes. Because you, you showed that to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they showed what happens when your body implodes and it's, it's. Well, what's... It's it's exactly how bad you think it would be. What's amazing in that clip, too, is they're, like, kind of laughing at the whole thing in the clip because it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> right, because they, don't think, because they don't think somebody's stupid enough to go to the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. In a, in a submersible that is in no way right. uh, designed to do yeah. so with a PlayStation mm-hmm. controller. And, and they're like, oh, man, ha, ha. It's just like, oh, that God, really, that really that happened to That fucking like five really people. happened to five people. Was it five people? Yeah. It was there five people plus the person driving it. No, I think it was a total of five. Okay. I believe it was a total of five. Okay. But yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's tragic for the 19-year-old kid. Like, it really, you're fucking 19. You haven't experienced anything yet. Especially if they did feel pressured yeah. into Which going. Which it sounds like he did. In which case, his dad's a fucking asshole. And his and here's the other weird twist to this. But if his dad's a billionaire, his dad's a fucking asshole. <laughs> but the other weird twist to this is his brother still went to the Blink-182 show. Because he what a thought. I what saw it, that. <laughs> so I saw that. That's, that's a whole weird wrinkle. My dad, <laughs> my dad and brother would have wanted me to go see Blink-182. I bet they would have. Uh, not. Oh my god. If your but, dad's a billionaire, could you not just pay for a private blink one eighty two redo show some other time? Well they're actually on tour, so they, they probably I'm sure they do those when they're not on tour. Yeah, so but, just uh, wait until that. I, I guess. Or maybe they don't do some bands don't do those. Or maybe this but, guy uh, just hates his family. That that's that's <laughs> gonna be possible. my guess. That would be my guess. But uh yeah, that so that's it's just it's weird, it's tragic, it's a lesson for, mm. for fucking sure. That you can't and just do whatever you want no. without consequence, even if you you're can't. Rich. You can't go to the bottom of the ocean without consequence. Well, how, how often have we said like Mother Nature doesn't care? It does not. And and basically, it was the laws of physics do and not nature care did all. not care that that submersible whether it had a it, billionaire. It, in it. it didn't care who was in it. No. It didn't care who was in it because no. it doesn't have feelings. <laughs> it's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. It's not how science works. I mean, plus I've also seen. I never saw this movie. I'm guessing it was taken from the movie Amistad, which came out in like the late '90s. How when sometimes when they had to make space on the slave ships, they just tied a bunch of them together put a weight on him and threw him in the ocean jesus christ so they showed that scene and i'm like did this really happen i'm like yeah of course it fucking did yeah <laughs> but which that would be 
can you imagine how horrible that would be? Yeah. Hopefully you would drown before you'd implode. Jesus. But, uh, but yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, Nicole was wondering how much time we were going to devote to this oh, topic. So about ten minutes? <laughs> it a few minutes. Yeah. Wonder what the over-under was. <laughs> Probably ten minutes. Yeah. I think we want it, we hit the over. Mm-hmm. I'll take that, I'll take that bet. So we are still in our London Underground series. Mm-hmm. We covered our first two disasters. But we're going to take a little bit of a detour. Not a detour. In an, fact... An off-ramp? Eh, I would say it's it's more like... We have to... We have to pay... We have to pay the troll toll. Oh. <laughs> Pay the troll toll to get into this boy's hole. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. You want this baby boy's hole? You gotta pay the troll toll. All right, uh, not bad. Good rhythm, love the enthusiasm. I feel like you're saying boy's hole, and it's clearly soul. And I know Artemis, you did write soul, right? Artemis, you did write soul, right? Why are we like playing if you drag this? That, are you chewing gum? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because this is London Underground, part two and a half, The Troll Toll. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and because I will always, always take any opportunity possible. <laughs> that is one of their best episodes ever. <laughs> the Nightman yeah. Comet. Yes, it really is. <laughs> So, the subway system of London, also known as the Tube, is the longest metro system in Europe. It currently hosts an estimated 1.35 billion passengers every year and generates annual revenue of over 2.5 billion pounds. While accidents, especially deadly ones, are extremely rare given the traffic volume the Tube sees, let's just say more people have died in a submersible going to see the Titanic than on the Tube this year, we are going to eventually cover a trio of notable non-criminal disasters. The 1953 Stratford tube crash, covered. The 1975 Moorgate tube crash, covered. The 1987 King's Cross fire, upcoming. We are quickly approaching the last of this trilogy, but first, while this is a short span of time between Moorgate and King's Cross, just 12 years, Boy, oh boy, what a 12 years it was in the social, political, and economic times of Great Britain, my friends. And so, we have to pay the troll toll if we want this boy's hole. (laughs) The boy is London, the hole is the underground or something. Ergo. I'm not so sure. We shall spend an entire episode bemoaning the political and economic horrors of a decade that begat one of the finest generations, fellow millennials, hello, but at what cost? Primary sources are... Uh, your soul, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or our holes. Yes. Um, so primary sources are BBC, Britannica, and Wikipedia. So when last we met, we had made it to 1975, 30 years post-World War II for Great Britain. Inflation and unemployment are high, and punk music is on the rise. Yes, it is. Labor Party leader Harold Wilson <clears throat> was prime minister, but not for long. In March 1976, he shocked everyone by resigning and was succeeded by his foreign secretary, James Callahan. The end of the 1970s saw continuing issues with unemployment, inflation, and the troubles in Ireland. 
This all led in 1979 to a vote of no confidence in the mm. government brought by op- opposition leader and horrific human being. One, and I'm not making this up, Margaret Hilda Thatcher, Baroness Thatcher of Kestavan. I don't think that, it's Kestavan. The, the Baroness and the Hilda certainly make sense. Whose reign of terror over Great Britain both began before and ended after that of the American Thatcher, one Ronald Wilson Reagan, B-movie actor. So at least she had a better title. And TV show host. What TV show did he have? Uh, GE Theater. That's how it became so popular. I didn't know he was on TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what. That's where... I mean, he was a that B-movie actor. Mm-hmm. Like, his only... Well, he had a couple big roles. His biggest, obviously, playing Newt Rockney. Um, he played Newt Rockney? Pretty sure that I was the... That. The, the, the win one for No, win one for the, the Gipper. Gipper. That pretty sure that, Yeah. Huh. Um, pretty sure he was playing Newt. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, GE Theater, which mm-hmm. was like a television show like um, a in the 50s, something like that. Variety. Th- something like that. But uh-huh. th- it was watched by like 45 million people a week. Because there's nothing else to do. Part, there's only three channels. 50s, but yeah. still, that's where he got his real fame, was mm-hmm. from that. Because because when you're <laughs> because when when you're a certain political party and your policies suck so bad, you just gotta grab somebody famous. Yeah. <laughs> Where have we seen that play out? Oh, we're seeing it still play out. <laughs> um, so I asked our listeners for like the worst nicknames of uh, oh, yeah. Margaret Thatcher and also found a Wikipedia page on all her nicknames. To so we'll be sprinkling those in, so that'll be fun. Did that bitch make the cut? No, that's misogynistic. <laughs> oh. We, we're not going to snark on looks because mm. she was hideous enough as a human. Like, you don't need to snark on somebody's looks when they were just terrible as a person. Well, if Hilda is a part of your name, it's probably just, <laughs> it's probably just not going to work out. And then we don't need to be misogynistic because there's no reason to ever be mm. misogynistic. So, sure. <laughs> um, so a vote of no confidence is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's mm-hmm. saying that you don't have confidence in the fitness of current leadership. Yeah. I sure wish the American people could vote for no confidence, you know. It also happened in uh, Star Wars Episode One. Oh, really? Uh, that's how Emperor Palpatine came into power. All right. Yeah. Um... So, the person to move for the vote of no confidence was Attila the Hen. <laughs> That's one of her nicknames. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. Uh, that one's a little misogynistic, to be fair. Um, and it was taken, and Callahan's government lost the vote of no confidence, no joke, by one vote. Damn. Yeah. And this brought about a general election in 1979, in which the conservatives basically swept the floor with the Labor Party, and that bloody woman, TBW, was granted the premiership. So let's talk about our girl, Tina. As she was known, there is no alternative, is what that stood for. Um, Oh, okay. As in, she said there's no alternative to the uh, free market economy. Um, well, there are, there are plenty. It, oh, it, it yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't mean they're good. I mean, there's feudalism. There's uh, there's know, plenty there's... that are better. Yeah. Actually, most well, are better. Yeah. Many are better. Um, she was the first female prime minister of Great Britain, which is a fucking shame that someone so awful got that honor. What are you going to do? It's, f- it's going to happen here. You know what's going to happen. You know the first woman well, president I mean, here is going to be a Republican. I mean, trust me, like a, a dead cabbage. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> 
but some and whatever would be better than Trump. So I was certainly, I certainly voted for Hillary and would have preferred her over Trump. But I was also, before she lost, I was also really kind of disappointed. I was like, really, our first female president's going to be fucking Hillary Clinton? Yeah. So that didn't happen. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be somebody better, but who knows? Right, I, there's not really, the prospect pool is pretty thin right now. Well, and then, you know, now we could may, maybe get our first um, non-binary president or trans president. I'd go for that. So I'll start with the best thing about Margaret Thatcher, which is she's dead. <laughs> she kicked the bucket on April 8th, 2013. Hey, wait, wait a second. Isn't that also the best thing about Ronald Reagan? Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> there are similarities. Um, uh, also, April 8th, 2013, the date of her death just happens to be the 60th anniversary oh, she made it to of the Stratford tube crash. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she was born in, like, 25 and died in 20... These people last yeah, forever. I guess, I guess I thought she died way sooner than that, Mm-mm. but... Mm-mm. Shows you what I know. Well, thanks. And Henry Kessinger is still alive. Yeah, God, man. Can we, like... And so was Motley Crue. All of them. They're kind of... Well, that's just, like, a, a miracle of science, but... <laughs> um, what makes this person so goddamn awful is her politics which appropriately come to be known as thatcherism it's super boilerplate conservative awfulness now right Mm -hmm. um at the time it was exciting right (laughs) it was it was new so so so-called small government lowered taxes Privatizing industry. I'm doing the jerk off motion. <laughs> Individual response of bootstraps, blah, 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 blah. Ad nauseum. Yeah, if, if our listeners haven't figured it out by now, um, what, small, what they mean by small government is uh, companies can pollute whatever they feel like and rich people won't pay taxes. Exactly. That's Unfettered money making. Yeah. At the, at the detriment of 99% of the population. Yep. Right. Yep, yep. Now, this is all because the the great she-elephant, that's an... Okay. <laughs> was on the... I'm trying to picture what she looks like, because I just can't. Oh, I just well, can't. I do, do have a picture. picture. We're going to talk more specifically Like, I know later, I've seen yes, her, this but... this is her in the middle. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, she almost that's, looks that's our girl, Meg. She almost looks American. A little bit. What would be the difference between looking American and looking British? Europeans have a different sort of look. They have a different sort of bone structure. She looks American. I don't know. Even though we're descendants of Europeans, but I I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Um, She was on the forefront of the Western world's slouch towards Friedman. Oh, yeah, that guy. Milton Friedman, another person who, thankfully, quite dead. Um, But his ideas live on in infamy, and you can even attest Mm -hmm. to... You've been reading his book. I've been reading Capital and Freedom... Because know thine enemy. Is it capital? And fr- oh, I capitalism, thought capitalism. Sorry, capitalism yeah, okay. and freedom. I thought it was capital and freedmen. That would have that would have made, made a much His better title. His name does sound similar to freedom, but none of none of what. Ugh. It is so hard to read this book. I will say, I just like grind my teeth through it. Um, but I want to be someone who can properly rebut this well, bullshit. Sure. And people who cite Friedman, like your 
cousin's husband, for example, yeah. in that one infamous family debate on Facebook. He didn't really cite him. He just said, like... He mentioned him, though, yeah. and that's the thing, is these people haven't read his shit. No. It's like, well, at least read the I shit. Watched, I, I watched a whole goddamn video on him when he was on, like, Donahue or something. In, oh, like, that's right. Mm-hmm. 1979 or 80. Mm-hmm. It was, like, an hour-long interview, but I watched mm-hmm. the whole thing, and pretty much, yeah, I grinded my teeth the whole way through it. It was just like, mm-hmm. how the fuck did anybody take this guy seriously? But... Other things were going on at that time. Right. That, Stagflation, and, famously. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where fucking demons like this fill a void. It's the oppor- opportunity, yeah. right? So, a couple episodes we talked about Keynesian economics, John Maynard Keynes. Uh, the direct rebuttal to Keynesian economics was the monetarist economics or new classical macroeconomic school of thought spearheaded by Miltyfreeds. Um, now Keynes died in 1946, right after the war. And this book, Capitalism and Freedom, came out in 1962. So it's not like there was really a debate between Keynes and Friedman, Mm because Friedman's ideas were coming to the fore. They kind of coexisted a little bit. No, no, they were coming to the fore after Keynes was dead. Well, sure. So, um... And, of course, uh, one of those who took Friedman's ideas and ran infamously far, far with them was Milk Snatcher. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason she's called Milk Snatcher is because of her cuts to things like education. I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, So there are a lot of very specific ideas as to how and why Keynesian economics and monetarism are different. They largely have to do with the nitty-gritty of, like, supply and demand and their potential outcomes of inflation, unemployment. And one of my biggest beefs with about economics is that they're highly abstract. Um, even though they deal in, like, statistics and sure. stuff. And that has been addressed more recently by the behavioral economists, um, like, famously Daniel Kahneman and Richard Thaler. Who, like, are trying to take into account that no humans are human and not just, like, these, what I think Thaler called econs, like, these little units that walk around. Like, there's human behavior to account for. Now, they've got their own problems, but anyway. Well, at least they recognize that we are human beings. (laughs) That's that's a start. Um, So, I'm going to risk glossing over a lot of these intricacies because at some point, I really do hope to get to some of those nuances of both styles of system, uh, both styles of systems, when I do launch my project about the evils of capitalism, which is why I'm reading this book in the first place. Watch this space for more information. I mean, I've been planning it for several years now, so who knows how much longer it'll take to come into fruition. Anyway, the overarching thing that I will point out, because it is the most pertinent to this story of the Thatcher-Reagan era is that Keynesian economics believes the government should pay a, play an important stabilizing role in the economy, whereas monetarism or Friedman's style of economics was that the government should be largely kept out of interfering in the free market, right? Let the market do its thing and everybody's fine. Just, just the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But um, anyway, it's a massive oversimplification of each set of theories. But you can see what a big swing this is to go from like the main school of thought being like the government needs to step in, 
during um, it to help regulate the economy during difficult times to all of a sudden, oh, no, 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 small government, stay out of it. Let the market stabilize itself. And that's when your leader and two incredibly important leaders of the Western world ascribe to that, that's going to make some major changes. Changes we are still living in and dealing with the consequences of now 40 I don't think years we'll later. Ever, I don't think we'll ever not deal with the consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, Thatch greatly emphasized the personal autonomy, not mm. so bad, but personal responsibility, which is where it becomes a big uh-oh of Friedman's economics. <clears throat> Kept a very firm line of keeping taxes low, although we'll get into that, and curbing the power of unions, which fuck her on that. Anyone, the second someone starts talking about how, oh no, unions are, unions are just making it harder for the work, like, fuck them. First of all, that's, that's union busting 101, right? Yeah. That's what they're trying to do is interfere with workers' rights, period, end of. Um, she also sold off public housing. Uh, cut back funding on social services and became so known for her uncompromising quote unquote morals that she came to be known as the Iron Lady, or as I like to call oh, her. Oh, yeah, I have her. The that Iron name. Asshole. Yeah, yes. I, I have heard that nickname. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, Meryl Streep pay, played her in a biopic, and it was called oh. The Iron Lady. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She also privatized British Airways, British Gas, and British Telecom. Of course, the other fuckwit that shared her hideous views was her brain-dead counterpart. And I'm sorry, I apologize to brain-dead people because that's really mean to compare this person to him. But, of course, it was Ronnie Boy Reagan. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, Hopefully hopefully somebody's running tests on them. That, that would be my hope. What if we're the test? They it might be. Play our podcast and see if it gets <laughs> yeah. a reaction. Um, yeah, so the other, her counterpart was Ronnie Boy Reagan, his royal highness of people I wish were burning in hell were there to be a hell. In fact, I'd happily go to hell if it meant he was there. And Margaret Thatcher. I'd, I'd, I'd have a list of demands. <laughs> yes, and I've had to point out to one of my, uh, one of my... Not that I have multiple 27-year-old co-workers. I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of thought this was curious because I told him, I was like, Ronald Reagan might as well still be president from a policy yeah, standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Every president since him has taken on his economic... Like, I, it makes no sense. It's disgusting. Yes. Um. So you know how I said that there was a whole list of nicknames of British prime ministers on Wikipedia? I'd just like to share my favorite... It's uh, Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bojo the Clown. <laughs> yeah, that one I have heard. Yeah, that one's pretty good. So Thatcher's economic policies are really fucking hypocritical, too, which I doubt comes as much of a shock to anyone. Huh? Here's... We're going to talk taxes, because you know me and taxes. Um, she had no problem lowering income taxes, at least for the rich, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But she had no no problem raising to the tune of 15% VAT or value added tax. So do you so know like sales tax? Is that what we're talking about? It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. So for those of us in the States, we don't have VAT. We have sales tax. And mm-hmm. people have argued that we should have VAT instead of sales tax. But um, sales tax in the US is paid by the end customer. 
sure. the consumer, right? On That's... the end of the retail chain. Right. Is at the, the idea. At the point of purchase. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and what's also fun that I know blows the mind of a lot of people who don't live here in the States is that sales tax gets added onto the sticker price. So the price that you see on like a price tag or, or a label on a product. At 7%. Or that's for us. Yeah. That's not what it is in other states, other no. counties. Some states like have it, zero. Yep. Or on certain products. Mm-hmm. It, it varies so widely. It's it's absolutely wild. But St- States' rights. Yeah, right? But in much of the rest of the world, they have VAT, or value-added tax. Sort of like sales tax, but it's it gets Kind tacked, of the same idea a little well, bit. Well, it gets tacked along, on along the supply chain. So in the United States, if you're a wholesaler... Like if you're selling something to then be resold to the end consumer, so your customer is not like retail customers, your customer is another business. Like uh, you're going to sell a product that will then be sold, for example, like a, um, a clothing store. You sell the clothing to the clothing store, not mm-hmm. to customers. Correct. You're not paying the, the customer, your customer, which is the clothing store, isn't paying sales tax no. for that. It's just the end user. Value-added tax works a little bit differently. That tax is paid a lot, like, at steps along the supply chain. So, like, um, somebody who runs a lumber mill sells the lumber to a furniture maker. There's a value-added tax Hmm. at the time of the purchase of for the the lumber or the the furniture maker then the furniture maker sells it to a retailer there's another step of value-added tax in there then the retailer sells it to the customer with a little bit of tax that's the idea it's like it's spread along the supply chain it's a little more complicated than that because there's like credits for previously paid oh i'm sure there's also there's netting of it whatever um that's the that's the basic idea it's all a little confusing to me just because it's not a system I'm used to, but a lot of the world uses that. Anyway, all of that is to say that Thatcher decided to hike VAT by 15%. So the supply chain is being taxed. And it added to inflation. It made inflation worse. Um, and also, what about her thing about no tax hikes? Like, well, low taxes, low taxes. Yeah, um, but people. that's only on income. And only on certain types of income. She cut the top rate of income tax on unearned income. Think like investment income, sure. yep. passive income. The top tier went from 98% to 60% under Thatcher. We did she something lowered. almost similar here with Reagan. Almost to a T. Uh, yes, there were um, massive cuts. Although it got cut a little bit earlier too. But it yes, it continued to get cut. So... For us, that would sort of be like capital gains rates and stuff, right. being which need to remain high, and there's all sorts of problems with that tax system. See our uh, last year's Fourth of July episode. But anyway, um, it's really funny how conservatives, um, even the original ones like Mags, have no problem helping the rich save money while sticking it to everyone else. It's just well, you interesting. Don't, you don't want to punish the successful people. Mm-hmm. Personal response, bootstraps, and all that. It's almost as if the middle and working classes are somehow subsidizing the rich. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and let's talk subsidies. So, while the damage Margaret Thatcher did to Great Britain still resounding to this day, somehow one of the things she did not privatize 
was the tube. Hey, we're actually mildly coming back around to our topic. Even they probably realized that would have been taking it too far. Well, let's talk about it. So at this point in the early 1980s, the Greater London Council is still in charge of the London Underground, which we mentioned last time. And the GLC is under a Labour Party administration led by basically a young Bernie Sanders, 27-year-old Ken Livingstone. Okay. So the GLC introduced a policy cleverly called Fairs Fair, F-A-R-E-S, mm, sure. Fairs Fair, in 1981. So and, the, and, and, and. And, and, and. <laughs> uh, the idea was to reduce the cost of riding public transportation to encourage people to use it. To cut down on traffic, right? Um, And that makes sense to me. I think that's fine. Uh, In fact, I think it's positive and we should have more mass transit available in all cities, period. Well, you know, we have wars to pay for. Exactly. Those are much more important (laughs) than mass transit. Uh, Now, this had been done in the previous decade in Sheffield, where the average cost of riding the bus was between two and a half and five pence, which I think is... Kind of like it's a like penny-ish a something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's shillings too, so I don't know. Anyway, it's it's not not much. <laughs> yeah. But so it's it was less only than like a pound. yes, it's definitely less than a pound. So it was two and a half to five pence, but it was closer to forty or fifty pence in other cities. So you can see how deeply discounted the fares were, and as one might expect, way more people rode the bus in Sheffield as a result. So it had its desired effect. You cut fares, more people are going to ride it. So the GLC decided to lower fares on the tubes, uh, or sorry, on the tube, buses, and British Rail services in London, and subsidize these cuts with five percent, a five percent increase in local taxes. So while the rate changes to British Rail were blocked by central government, so they weren't allowed to do that, the fares to buses and the tube were cut by about a third as a result of the new plan. Now, if you're not a monster, you can see how this was an effective way to subsidize the critical need of affordable mass transit. If you are a monster, in other words, if you're a conservative, and yes, if you're a conservative, you are a fucking monster. And I'll hold, I'll hold that and risk alienating anybody on that. You can see that this plan violated the golden rule of conservatism, number one, never raise taxes, no matter the good. Hmm. Right. And I don't know, there's a lot of number one golden rules that are all fuckery and conservatism in a way. Just like like the morals. And of course, it it depends, because if you're Margaret Thatcher, you can also raise VAT, and that's fine. So, whatever. Uh, The Council of the Borough of Bromley in London challenged the entire fares fair scheme in court on three points. One, Bromley residents were included in a tax hike, but didn't have tube services in their area. Hmm. Two, rich people shouldn't have to pay for poor people using public transport, and making them do so was not properly representing all constituents. Well, how are they supposed to get to the jobs that the capital owners own? David, that's not the capital owner's fault oh. or a problem at all. Um, hashtag eat the rich. Oh. And three, government policy on transport said that transport had to be self-funding. In other words, if it didn't make its own money, it couldn't function that way you couldn't raise funds through pub through taxes but that yeah that doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense no (laughs) like you like 
But yeah. Bromley Council won the court case, and oh, okay. London Transport was forced to raise their fares. Not only did they have to raise them, they had to increase them beyond what they were previously to make up for the sure. fares that, how they were funded before from the fares fare plan. Um, have I mentioned Eat the Rich? Because fuck them. Fares did stabilize and slightly dropped in 1983, but they still remained significantly higher than the 1981 fares. And remember, this is in a time of high inflation Mm -hmm. and unemployment. So while the worldwide too, not just here. Oh yes, not just in the UK. Right. While the GLC lost the fares fare battle, they continued a progressive war that conservatives called the Loony Left. Championing for the rights of women, the LGBTQ, I know, plus community, and racial and ethnic minorities. Who wants to do that? (laughs) I know. They were also highly critical of and closely scrutinized the police, Hmm. calling for additional police oversight and questioning police brutality against black people. Imagine needing police oversight and what was the other thing you said? Um... You said some anyway. Imagine needing oversight for police that don't carry guns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can still fuck people up without guns. You can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much more effective with a gun, but uh, well, it's easier with a gun. Yeah, but... and and more effective. Uh, you can't you can't kill somebody at long range with a baton. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, we can't even get that here, and our fucking now our police are fucking like essentially like a reserve paramilitary. Army. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they literally have tanks. They literally, do. that's yes. what they do with old tanks from military. So Ken Livingstone was called was labeled Red Ken in the press because <laughs> this course. is somehow communist. Yeah, well, everything is communist. Uh, and Thatcher was frequently updated on his and the council's affairs. Considering them to be, quote, left-wing extremists, end quote. Livingstone continued... Like, like the argument just doesn't change. No, like, they literally it. decided on an argument, like, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. and we're like, we're just going to stick with this. We're going to roll with cause, this. Because any word that ends in ism is scary. Yeah, right. Except fascism. Uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. welcoming. Mm-hmm. Livingstone continued... A highly progressive campaign declaring London a nuclear-free zone in the height of the Cold War, declining an invitation to Prince Charles and Princess Diana's wedding, supporting Irish republicanism, and putting up a huge sign on top of County Hall with the number of people who were unemployed in London. So this is, they literally put, like, the number of people unemployed in London as of December 1981. It was, it's 300,000. Oh, it's hard to read. Yeah, but out of how many? No, that's I mean, how London... many people are unemployed in London. No, I... hundred something thousand no, I, people. I understand that. What's how the many population? Pe- right. I don't remember the percentage of unemployment in, yeah. in this time. But, okay. But, like, this... he, In other words, he wasn't above, like, publicity stunts. Like, oh, call, sure. Call the, these issues out. Well, I mean, that's good politics. Yes, exactly. Um, so now for the conservative response. <laughs> in 1983, the conservative party did something super gross. And this is what uh, what Mags there is uh, holding. Can you read what it says? Mein Kampf? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm kid- I, I really can't read what it says. What it, it says, the conservative manifesto. Oh, Jesus. That yes. Fucking, yeah. Yes. They published what they called the conservative say it's, manifesto. I was going to say it's too early for NAFTA, so she's definitely not holding that. 
Now, um, it's all online. The text of this is all online, and I skimmed it so you don't have to. Now we're going to talk about some of the lowlights. <laughs> um, from the foreword, this is written by Thatcher herself. Quote, the choice before the nation is stark, either to continue our, yes, present, <laughs> our present steadfast progress toward recovery or to follow policies more extreme and more damaging than those ever put forward by any previous opposition, end quote. Um, clearly a conservative tactic of let's make other, let, let's other any sort of version of progress, right? These are an mm. attack to our American, oops, sorry, British values, right? Uh, quote, how to defend Britain's traditional liberties and distinctive way of life is the most vital decision that faces the people at this election. You have to read it in a British accent. Oh boy, I'm not yeah. good at British it's accents. It's okay. Quote, the universal problem of our time <laughs> and the most intractable is unemployment. The answer is not bogus social contracts and government overspending. Both, in the end, destroy jobs. The only way... I can't... I, I mean, you still hear this shit today. I know, like, I know. It, That's why I'm reading this. That's like, why I'm reading this. It doesn't change. It does not change. It might as well be America in 2023. Okay. The only way to a lasting reduction in unemployment is to make the right products at the right prices supported by good services. The government's role is to keep inflation down and offer real incentives for enterprise. As we win back customers, so we win back jobs. End quote. That makes no sense. Well, if the government's role is to keep inflation low, isn't that the government interfering in the free market? By God, you're right. Hmm. I guess it just depends on the circumstances, hmm. you see. We are taking a hard line, David, but it just depends. Hmm. It's malleable. Yes. Um, so uh, this is on the privatization of industry. Quote, reform of the nationalized industries is central to economic recovery. Most people who work in these industries work hard and have a sense of public service. Since 1979, we have gone to great gone to great lengths to improve the performance of the state sector to appoint top-class managers and work closely with them to tackle each industry's problems. But for all this, few people can now believe that state ownership means better service to the customer. The old illusions have melted away. Nationalism does not improve job satisfaction, job security, or labor relations. Almost all the serious strikes in recent years have been in state industries and services. We have now we have seen sorry we have also seen how the burden of financing the state industries has kept taxes and government borrowing higher than they need have been. A company which has to satisfy its customers and compete to survive is more likely to be efficient, alert to innovation, and genuinely accountable to the public. <laughs> Yeah, right. That is why we have transferred to private ownership in whole or in part cable and wireless, associated British ports, British aerospace, Brit oil, British rail hotels, Amersham International, I don't know what that is, sorry, and the National Freight Corporation. Many of their shares have been bought by their own employees and managers, which is the truest public ownership of all, end quote. What the fuck? What the fuck? That... Privatizing industry makes it more makes accountable it to the public. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Tell that to J.P. Morgan. <clears throat> There's an entire section called, this is the title, 
encouraging free enterprise. And it concludes with, quote, only a government which really works to promote free enterprise can provide the right conditions for that dream to come true, end quote. The British dream, I guess. They called uh, the income tax cuts that they had instituted, quote, removing many of the worst features of capital transfer tax, capital gains tax, and development land tax, end quote. In other words, the, the worst features being that you get taxed for passive income. Well, they also brag about cutting government jobs, which is a flex, but I guess it's okay because the free market will employ them now. I don't I know. I guess. Quote, main power, and this is the one that got me, main power in the inland revenue and customs and excise, those are taxing agencies, has fallen from 113,400 in April 1979 to 98,500 in April 1988 three and is set to fall further end quote so they're bragging in a time of high unemployment about laying off 15,000 civil servants okay <clears throat> yep uh regarding transport for industry quote the national motorway and truck road network will continue to be developed and improved to high quality standards this will not only make driving much safer for all but also speed and cheapen the transport of goods we will also seek to make rail freight more competitive. Many of our ports have now been returned from state control to independent state ownership. Control. We intend that they should provide profitable and efficient services without the taxpayer's support, end quote. Um, also, did you notice... But, but you are using the taxpayer's support because you're privatizing them and then they have to pay for it, not in their taxes. Now, let's not ruin, let's not complicate this, David. <laughs> My goodness. Um, here's one. Uh, under Partnership in Care, this is just the section title. Quote, conservatives reject labor's contention that the state can and should do everything. We're talking about health care here. We welcome the growth in private health insurance in recent mm. years. This has both made more health care available and lightened the load on the NHS, particularly for yeah. non-urgent operations. Yeah, because more people are dead. <laughs> so, so there's less people needing health care. We shall continue to encourage this valuable supplement to state care. We shall promote closer partnerships between the state and the private sectors in the exchange of facilities and of ideas in the interest of all patients, end quote. Um, if you want to see what... Uh, public plus private, um, and in fact, mostly just private mostly with a tiny private. bit of public healthcare looks like you're welcome to come to the United States and, and view that. Um, under schools, the pursuit of excellence, quote, giving parents more power oh is one God. of the most effective so ways fucking kidding me. of raising, like <laughs> so of raising educational standards. Friedman was a school voucher guy. Of course. A school choice guy. Yep. And, and what are we, what is everywhere nowadays? Mm -hmm. School choice, which you already have. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. You know. We shall but... continue to seek ways of widening parental choice and influence over their children's schooling. It is also the way to improve standards in the state services. We shall defend church schools and independent schools alike against our opponents' attacks. And we shall defend the right of parents to spend their own money on educating their children. It, it's just, it just doesn't go I know. away. 
on consumer safety. Quote, the best way to protect the consumer is to bring price rises down and keep them down and to increase competition. We have achieved both and so help the housewife far more than any bureaucratic system of controls. We shall remain... I, I thought you were going to say remove the fire alarm. Yeah, right. We shall remain vigilant in defense of the quality and safety of the products people buy. But we shall also reduce government intervention wherever it is unnecessary or harmful to the interests of the customer. End quote. What were the what were the towers that caught on fire? Grenfell. The Grenfell. Yeah. So that <laughs> so that this was the like the yeah, the pre the the beginning of the end for the Grenfell towers. Well, David, you see, we need to stay vigilant in defending safety, but reduce government inf- intervention. Hmm. Unless there's brown people in another country that have oil. No, just not. It's this is this is double speak. Like this is constant contradiction because they're trying to pay lip service so that they care about anybody, right. which they don't give no. a shit. It's all money. Well, I mean, they care about the people, the capital owners. That's well, what they care yes, about. they care about the rich. Yeah, yeah. It's such bullshit. Um, here's under backing the crime fighters. Quote, the strength of the police force now stands at record levels. 9,000 extra policemen have been recruited in England and Wales alone since 1979. They are much better paid and equipped than ever before. Wait, I thought, why are we, why are we hiring more when we had to let other government workers go? Hmm. Uh, We shall be ready to increase police establishments where necessary in the war against crime. End quote. Everything's a fucking war. Quote, we will also respond to the increasing public concern over obscenity and offenses against public decency, which often have links with serious crime. We propose to introduce specific legislation to deal with the most serious of these problems, such as the dangerous spread of violent and obscene video cassettes. Uh-oh. End quote. Mm-hmm. Um, on my new pet peeve, the House of Lords. Quote, Labor want to abolish the House of Lords. We will ensure that it has a secure and effective future. A strong second chamber is a vital safeguard for democracy and con- contributes to good government, end quote. I do not disagree that a strong second chamber of parliament is important, but it shouldn't be all fucking peers and bullshit. People who are given lifetime appointments because they're rich. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and, and also... Uh, they're, they're, they have a weird flex on somehow fewer people working in government helps government work better. <laughs> Quote, this country is fortunate to have a civil service with high standards of administration and integrity. The civil service has loyally and effectively helped to carry through the far-reaching changes we have made to secure greater economy, efficiency, and better management in government itself. It is a tribute to this spirit of cooperation that the number of civil servants has been reduced from 732,000 to 649,000 with the minimum of redundancies and with higher standards of service to the citizen. You know how, like most companies, when they cut their customer service, that's when their customer service really improves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This has saved the taxpayers. This has saved the taxpayer about 500 million pounds a year and is helping us to improve civil service working conditions, end quote. Again, hacking away at almost 100,000 jobs in a period of high unemployment and saying it's going to create a better And high unemployment service. and high inflation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's not get this twisted. 
Government spending is bad, but there's one area where it's really important, and that's on defense. I was just going to say, yeah, on the military. Quote, the invasion of Afghanistan and the suppression of dissent in Poland reminds us of the true nature of the Soviet Union. It remains a threat to the liberty and security of the West. The Soviet Union maintains massive armed forces in Europe, and it is extending its naval power throughout the world. Soviet nuclear strength continues to grow despite the false assurances of their propaganda machine. End quote. Well, I mean, I, I obviously I don't agree with it, but... The USSR in this time is a much different animal to England than it is to us because it's right there. And it's, hey, I am not, <laughs> I am not, the USSR is just as corrupt as the US or Britain, oh, right? In this period. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be an apologist for the USSR, but I picked that passage because of the, um, the, the, the wording every propaganda and liberty and security and oh, it's freedom. All this, it's yeah, such It's all the same bullshit. shit. Yeah. Um, on well, it's it's good. It's good marketing. It still <clears throat> yeah, exactly. works. Exactly. Yeah. Um, quote: We have substantially increased our defense expenditure in real terms. We have honored our promise to give our regular and reserve forces proper paying conditions and the equipment they need to do their job. End quote. So suddenly, government spending is okay, mm-hmm. and paying workers is fine. <clears throat> well, I mean, the, all this boils down to what I've always said when 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 you're talking about left politics versus versus right politics. Right politics generally always wins and stays on top. Why? Because they have better marketing. Mm. I mean, that's just a simple fact. Uh, right to work. What does that right. mean? Sounds great. Mm-hmm. What it really means is that we don't have unions, mm-hmm. but right to work. Yeah. Pro. Uh, well, um, right to work, and then, like, but you have to give two two weeks' notice if you're going to quit, but we don't have to give you any notice if we're going to fire you. Right. And we can fire you for whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're, and it's like what we've said, <laughs> we've even steered away from this. I remember early on when we started this, like, we need to start changing the term regulations to public safety standards. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you start, if public safety standards is the norm term, when somebody, when some politicians like, this year we're going to cut public safety standards. Like that has a what? that has a much different ring uh-huh. to it, but mm-hmm. that's why conservatives generally win the politics <clears throat> battle. They're better at marketing. Uh-huh. I mean, the the left wing yeah. sucks at marketing. I mean, yeah. they, we just do. Because we're not trying to fool people. It's not. It's not necessarily trying to fool. That's what they're trying to do. That's what I'm saying. But, but because yes. because we're but, but we're not can't... trying to fool people. I get it. Yeah. But what I'm that's why they have this verbiage. Right. It's to sell something. Right. It's to sell and a bill what, of goods. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to come up with our own version I don't of, disagree with you. I'm yeah. just saying that's why they're better at it. Sure. They know it's bullshit. They have yeah. to lie and make it bullshit. Yeah. It's, it helps them believe it, too. Yeah. Like, they have to buy into their own bullshit. That's right? true. Because how else do you explain middle-class, working-class conservatives? Because... No, you, yeah, there is no other way to explain That's a cognitive it. dissonance. Sold the bill you, of goods. you have to buy into the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You have to bullshit yourself to think that it's helping you at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, on participation in the European community, remember that's the precursor to the European Union. Sure. Quote, we shall continue both to oppose petty acts of Brussels bureaucracy and to seek the removal of unnecessary restrictions on the free movement of goods and services between member states with proper safeguards to guarantee fair competition. End quote. This is the same party that gave us Brexit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, on Britain sounding an awful lot like the United States, quote, in a troubled world, Britain is increasingly respected because we stand up for our own interests. But we are also respected because we stand up for the cause of freedom and the <laughs> spread of prosperity throughout the world, end quote. Except for the places we're bombing. I mean, I was just going to say, ask the country of India about their cause of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and now, last but not least, don't worry, I'm almost done quoting this thing. Because of its ex- its extreme relevance to our story on transportation Trans- and local government. Transport. Quote, fewer restrictive practice- practices and much more attention to the customer are also essential. Rail services are now facing vigorous competition from coaches and cars, and they need to respond with more innovation and more modern working methods. We shall examine ways of decentralizing British Railway and bring in private enterprise yeah. to serve railway customers. End quote. Quote, we have checked the relentless growth of local government spending and manpower is now back down to the level of 1974. The achievement of many conservative authorities in saving ratepayers money by putting services like refuse collection out to tender, in other words, privatizing garbage collection, has played a major part in getting better value for money and significantly reducing the level of rate increases. We shall encourage every possible savings by this policy. There are, however, a number of grossly extravagant labor authorities, they're literally talking about the DLC at this point, Mm -hmm. whose exorbitant rate demands have caused great distress to both businesses and domestic ratepayers. We shall legislate to curb excessive and irresponsible rate increases by high spending councils and to provide a general scheme for limitation of rate increases for all local authorities to be used if necessary. End quote. In other words, you know how we're all like states' rights, states' rights? Mm-hmm. Well, this would be as if the federal government were like tamping down on tax rates in states, which would be interesting if they tried. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be. Um, also, if you, in case you can't tell who they're talking about specifically... Here's a a quote from the same manifesto. They call out the GLC directly. Quote, the GLC has grossly mismanaged London transport. We shall set up a new London Regional Transport Authority for the underground buses and commuter trains in the London area. This will provide the opportunity to split the different types of transport into separate operating bodies, putting more services out to private tender, in other words, privatizing, and offer the passenger better performance. End quote. That's my last last quote. We're almost done. The 1983 general election wasn't even close. Fucking Tories, those fucking conservatives, won in a landslide. Thatcher remained PM. They made good on the threat to the GLC by passing the Local Government Act 1985, quote, an act to abolish the Greater London Council and the Metropolitan City Councils, to transfer their functions to the local authorities in their areas and, in some cases, to other bodies, and to provide for other matters consequential on or connected with the abolition of these councils. End quote. As of April 1st, 1986, the GLC ceased to exist. But even before the abolition of GLC, the London Underground was removed from the authority of the council and into the newly created London Regional Transport, or LRT, via the London Regional Transport Act 1984. This left the tube under the authority of the Secretary of State for Transport, under whom it was reorganized as a wholly owned subsidiary of LRT. And this is where we end with this week. 
Congratulations. We have all successfully paid the troll toll <laughs> with our time and attention. And we may now proceed to next week's disaster. I, yeah, I mean, just the... I guess I didn't realize how, like, exact the similarities were between... Like, to a T. Yeah, well, I mean, the... the it's the, all the same shit. And the language is still the same. Yes. Like, it's, 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 it's amazing that... Yeah, I mean, it's just, we're fucked. Like, we're never, <laughs> we're, like, we're never, like, really, like, we're never getting out of this. Um, to the point, like, I, even, like, a couple years ago, you and I were, like, you know, going for Bernie Sanders and stuff like that, which, you know, I would still do if he ran again, but I don't think he should. No, not but at this age. But it's, it's to the point where it's just, like, I've already resigned the fate that a progressive like that is never going to be in a position, it's just never going to happen. So now we're resigned to, well, who can at least beat the conservatives? That's like that's where I'm at anyway. <clears throat> like I've I've given up all hope that we will ever have, uh, like universal health care, and well, it's just never going to here's happen. Here's the thing. It it won't if that's how we think, right? I understand, but so the other side of it, and. I lean a lot more this way. It's like, either we're just going to roll over and say, okay, which is an option. I'm not saying it's not an option. Um, Or it's going to mean very specific action. And by very specific action, I mean money where your mouth is type of action. Um, Heavy organizing, potentially very specific physical (laughs) confrontations. You know, that's going to occur. I'm not suggesting we coup the government. That's the conservatives. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's no. the conservatives' purview. No. Um, but like it's going, and, and that's that's impossible anyway. What change if if it's really going to happen? What change is going to look like? Is it's going to look really fucked up for a while? Like it's going to well, look, course. it's going to be messy and and it's going to be violent at some point. Yeah. Um, that some point's going to happen about 16 months from now. Oh, well, be part of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's just, like, the people that we needed at this time, they either didn't exist, or they didn't put up a fair, a good fight, or just, I don't know, or, I don't know. All I know is that it's just, like, it's, like, I mean, they were, part, part of this is, it is, you know, just, like, this happened to the Democrats in the U.S., and it happened to the Labor Party in the U.K., the 70s were fucking wild and included a lot like inflation was no joke and was really putting a pinch on people unemployment was no joke and people make the mistake this is just a human thing and and people just do this we all do this making mistake of thinking that any change is better oh i agree with that and so then going for it and then over time, being gradually brainwashed because there's an in- the baby boomers are essentially all fucking brainwashed into thinking that free market capitalism is a positive thing. Well, I mean, it was for them for for a good stretch. For for a lot of them, yes. yes but even for those who it wasn't, mm-hmm. like the working and middle class, like they're still <laughs> no, they had, like they're like I just didn't pick myself up by my bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <clears throat> But I, but on the other hand, I don't know. I'm not an economist, so I don't know how to solve it either. You know, I don't, I don't have anything to offer 
well, as far I mean, as that goes. I mean, there needs to be a plan, right, for, like, the whole thing. And that's why I'm, I'm working on, you know, potentially this other project is it's like, okay, so down with capitalism. Great. Then what? Right? Like, what's the other? And some people are very sold on democratic socialism or socialism or... Because um, we're not getting utopia, which is ideal, well, no, right? Wherein money's not even a thing because it's not that's needed. That's never happened. Because no. um, we all just live in peace and harmony and are hippies, which would be lovely. Would it, though? I mean, I don't know. You'd rather there be um, well, I just, castes and fi- infighting and people if, dying? If that meant I didn't have to listen to the Grateful Dead all the time, then yes. <laughs> the Grateful Dead is your, like, um, Achilles heel. Exactly. That or fish. <laughs> it would make me want to put those people into a caste system. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. But it's it's like I just here's the, here's the weird thing that I always come back to when we're talking about capital and this and that and how it used to be and so I watched Ken Burns' <clears throat> um, documentary on the Vietnam War. I okay. think it was ten episodes. Well, of course it was. <laughs> Ken, it's Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. Yeah, anything less than five, it would be somebody else. Mm-hmm. But um, like I began to notice like a pattern with the people who were <laughs> they were interviewing, who were thankfully all still alive that went through the war. Mm-hmm. Like almost to a T, like every single one of them said, in some version, like you know, I was eighteen, I was out of yeah. high school, I wasn't sure I was going to go to college or not. I decided to go work for GM or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got my dream car and this and that. They kept saying that. And I'm like, how do you get your dream car at, at 18? Yeah, or 18, yeah. I'm like, how does that? And then it, it after a while, it just dawned on me, like, it was a completely different fucking economic structure, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Where part of it, I mean, it's not, I mean, part of that has to deal with, um, Europe was still recovering from World War II, especially so was Japan. Um, and we, at that time, uh, produced, I think it was 50 of the world's exports? Something like that. Something ridiculously high. So money and capital and job, it was all different. But it was all, but it was almost in like a utopian, as far as an economic standpoint, like people just had it, like we've just never seen anything. Like Uh I and you, we can't understand that. Uh Whereas that was a reality for Uh people like our parents. Uh You know, so I don't know. All I know is that we're fucked. I mean, like I said, we can either say that or we can fight it. Those are the options, right? Either you give in. And the, the only thing it's like, I would say for myself, I would give in because whatever. And plus, I'm white. I'm cisgendered. I'm straight. I'm fine, right? My The only strike against me is that I'm a woman in neurodivergent. Um, and the woman thing is a big, big strike against me. But still, um... But the, to give up for other people is a lot harder to do, right? No, I understand. But and that's what that's yeah. what saying we're fucked does. It yeah. gives up on every. It gives up for everybody else. Yeah. And it, especially those of us in places of privilege to say, "Well, we're fucked." If we're fucked, what does that mean for people who aren't privileged? That means they're, they're really dead. Fucked. Yeah. They're dead is what it means, which yeah. is what's already happening. But that means we're not even using our privilege to even try. We're just rolling over. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I just don't know what I can do. That's it. It's hard. To, it's hard to feel like there's any sort of. I mean, I work next fucking fifty action. hours a week. I don't have the energy at this point to. Fucking, I understand. You know? I understand that. So what? 
and you know it's and it would look different for different people what i'm trying to do right now is try to wrap my head around this economic system and what should come next because capitalism's not going to last one way or the other it's not well not in its current form no uh, I, well no and no economic system has lasted for very long right yeah We've cycled through multiple economic systems in the world. That's gonna that's gonna continue to happen. The problem is what like can we control the fall of capitalism in a way that it preserves as many people's lives as possible? Which is essentially we'll see. Not looking good. See when you shake your head like that, it's like well you know sorry everybody you're you're fucked. See that's the thing it, yeah. is it's I have no problem saying well I'm fucked, but I have a problem t- looking at other people and saying well you're fucked because I'm not gonna bother. You know, yeah. it's that's that's where it gets into like more of an ethical thing for me. So, um, yeah, pretty deep conversation for one twenty four. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but I thought uh, Margaret Thatcher deserved her own episode of All Bad Things because she is a fucking disaster. If ever there was one, she's dead. She's dead, and now as a Just lot like of people Reagan. like to call her, you know, the world's first gender neutral. Um, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> public restroom is her gravesite. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to go piss on old Megs for us. We. Yeah, because we can't do it. We're we're on the other side of the yeah. continent. We're on the <laughs> other side of the ocean. We've got our own uh, gender neutral gender neutral gravesite to right. piss on. Several of them, in fact. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, we do. But yeah. Yeah. We we paid the troll toll <laughs> yeah, if we want yeah, this we boy soul. We certainly did. Uh, anyway, so that was London Underground Part Two and a Half, The Troll Till. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.